Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our scripture lesson this morning is from Hebrews chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. This is the Epistles to the Hebrews, God's supreme revelation. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, as he has, by inheritance, obtained a more excellent name than they. So we continue to look at our topic of angels this morning. However, this time we look at Jesus and the angels. Now we've probably all had conversations with people or certain groups of people come up to our door and and want to tell us about God. But when you ask these people about Jesus and who he is, you will get an answer that is completely different than what Scripture tells us. But that is a good question that all Christians should be able to answer. How would you explain who Jesus is to someone who doesn't know much about him? Some people believe that Jesus was just another man. I don't know of really anybody or any group of of people that actually deny the existence of the person of Jesus Christ. And most religions also believe him to be a great prophet, a great teacher, a great man, a wonderful person. Some even believe that he was an angel of some type. But we know that that's not what he is. We know that angels are created beings by God to carry out his will. We've talked about that. And the, G- the, the Jews were, were familiar with, with angels as well. And in fact, they held angels in high regard. They believed that angels were the highest beings created that were next to God. And as we saw a few weeks ago with the seraphim, that is certainly true in the proximity to God. The seraphim are there around God, worshiping him constantly. But as with many things in life, the people, the Jewish people in particular here, took this idea, took this concept of angels to the extreme. Not all of them, but some of them. And some of these people, some of these Jewish people believed that angels, and in particular Michael the archangel, was more powerful than the Messiah. So this is where we have now our our book of Hebrews is being wrote about 30 to 40 years after Jesus' death and resurrection. So Jesus had his ministry for 30 years or so, died, was crucified, dead and buried, rose again, 
Now, 30 to 40 years later, we have the book, the Epistle to the Hebrews, being wrote. We don't know who the human author was. We're not 100% sure. But it doesn't really matter to us because we know that all Scripture is given by God. So the human writing it is actually immaterial. It's the Word of God. So we have 30 to 40 years gone by since the events of Jesus' ministry, and the Jews are still a little bit confused. They're still struggling with the concept of who Jesus was. And they were struggling with this idea in particular of how Jesus compares with the angels of God. How do they compare? How are they different? As I said, the Jews were familiar with angels. They knew about their importance. They knew their power. They knew their closeness to God. And they knew and saw the power of Jesus as well. So they just weren't sure who he was. And some people still struggle with that today. Who is Jesus? So that's the point of this book. The author of Hebrews sets out to make it clear who Jesus really is. And the simple conclusion is the fact that he is the Son of God. And the Son of God is superior to angels in every way. There is no more excellent name, as the scripture says. The name is Lord. And no angel is sovereign Lord of all. That title is reserved for Christ alone. And the writer of Hebrew, right off in, in verses 1, gives us, actually verses 1, to 2 and 3, several of the verses we read, gives us several facts about Jesus. We know that he is the heir of all things. God has appointed him heir to all things. Everything that exists, all of creation, will come under the control of Jesus. In Matthew 28:18, Jesus says, All authority has been given to me on heaven and on earth. But not only does he have all authority over all things in heaven and on earth, but all things were created through him. Colossians 1 tells us that, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. So Jesus is the creator, but he is also the sustainer of all. And when we see Jesus, when we talk about Jesus, we see God and we talk about God. God's glory shines through him, Jesus is the exact representation of God. Not just a reflection, not just a godly person or being or whatever, but he is God. If you remember in the Old Testament, some of Jesus's, uh, some of uh, the, the servants of God got to see God's glory, or at least part of God's glory in their face, in their body, shined with the glory of God. But that was just a reflection. 
Jesus is the glory of God. And it's through Jesus that we have our path to salvation. Through the, through the cross, we are cleansed of our sin. And since that sacrifice, Jesus sits at the right hand of God the Father, the place of honor. Jesus has redeemed us, and his redeeming work is now over, and he reigns over all. That is the Son of God. That is Jesus. That is who he is. That is God. And no angel can claim that. One of the things that kind of confuses some people is, is throughout the, uh, the Bible, in particular in the Old Testament, the, the, some of the angels are called the sons of God. And that's okay. We don't need to be concerned with that. Because the term sons of God simply refers to being in a position of God's glory. And the angels are God's servants. So they are sons of God. But no angel has the title son of God. That is reserved for Jesus only. And the author of Hebrews goes on to reinforce this idea of Jesus being the Son of God and the sovereignty that he has. And that should bring us strength and that should bring us courage in knowing that. We have a God that we can trust, that we can rely on. We have a God who sacrificed his life for us so that we may have eternal life with him. We don't worship angels to think they can save us. Nor do we rely on them for our strength. Yes, there are angels here worshiping with us, as I've said before. And yes, God uses them to help us, and he may use them to strengthen us through certain situations or circumstances. But they, like us, are servants of God. They were created by him. God is eternal and He is unchanging. Even after the rapture, after heaven and earth disappear and are destroyed, God will remain. Angels are part of His creation and they play an important role to carry out His will, to care for His creation and to minister to His people. Angels are here to help us. They're here to help those who inherit salvation. And that's us. We're the ones that will inherit salvation. They're sent to serve us. That is their role. That is their goal. That is their destiny. As I said before, though, we are not to to pray to angels or command them or anything like that. Scripture makes that very clear to us. And this is where some people get into trouble today with the New Age movement. It tries to encourage people to contact these angelic beings or spirits in some way. And that goes against Scripture completely. As I said before, we we pray to God the Father, God the Son, or God the Holy Spirit. That is all. 
So we realize that Jesus is sovereign Lord of all, and the angels are his ministering servants. The angels are inferior to Jesus. So when you have someone come along and try to tell you that Jesus was a wonderful person, supernatural being, he was an angel of God, we know the scripture says otherwise. Angels are inferior to Jesus, and Jesus was not an angel. But angels are a unique part of God's creation. And we need to realize their purpose. We need to realize the possibility of their presence in our lives. We all need help, as I've said before. Sometimes God sends us a friend, a neighbor. Other times it might be an angel to help us. We don't know. But we do know that angels are here to help us. And, you know, one of the things people oftentimes skip over this. Yes, Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus has all the power in the world. He's the Creator. He is the Sustainer. But while Jesus was here on earth, He lived like us, only without sin. And as you read the Scripture carefully, you'll see at the beginning of His ministry and at the end of His ministry, He had angels ministering to him, even though he was superior to them. They were there at the beginning when he was tempted by Satan in the wilderness. It doesn't tell us what the angels did to him or for him. It just says the angels were there ministering to him. And they were also there at the end of his ministry that night in the garden. Again, what they were doing, Scripture doesn't give us great detail. It simply says they were there ministering to him, strengthening him, comforting him, giving him what he needed. But the angels were there ministering to Christ the Creator, and the Sustainer of all. They strengthened Him. They comforted Him. They prepared Him through His trials and through His temptations. And if they can do that for Him, just imagine what they can do for us. God knows what we need. And He'll give it to us when we need it. And He'll give us what we need. And we need to remember that during those times when we are struggling in life with trials and temptations. That God knows what we're going through. And we simply need to ask Him to give us what we need. Let us close with a prayer this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank You for our time and Your Word this morning. We thank You for the ability and the opportunity to continue our study of Your unique creation of angels. Help us to truly understand what it is that You want us to know. We thank You for sending Your angels to minister and serve us.
as you see fit. And while that is wonderful, we ultimately thank you, though, for your Son and the sacrifice that he made for our salvation. It is through his name that we pray and give thanks. Amen.